All right, I think we're good to go. What's up, guys? How you doing? What's up? So I wanted yep. to do this uh, because my whole life, everybody's been telling me, you got to play Castlevania. You know, it's like the greatest game. There's even Metroidvania is its own uh, classification of video game. So I figured uh, I would play it myself and then just talk about it and kind of feel like, or get a feel for uh, where it stands in the, in the whole scope of video games. Um so I have footage playing down below for anybody that's, you know, just to, uh, just to show the game. It's just from World of Long Plays. I link to them down below. Um, I hope this doesn't count as stealing footage, because I think if you link to the channel, <laughs> hopefully, it's, hopefully it's promotion and not theft. Sorry. Um, but I figured uh, I f we would start about talking about the hardware to play it on, uh, and then kind of go from there and, and also include people in the chat that wants to talk about it. What do you guys think? Sounds great, Bob. Sure. Oh, I'm just confused. What, what are we talking about? Specific Castlevania? We're we talking about the whole Symphony series. We're talking about Symphony of the Night. Just Symphony just of the Night. Just Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Okay. And I do realize I was playing the Rondo of Blood music when we started this, but I like that music better. So whatever. Um, so basically, I never liked Castlevania games, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that a lot the NES games, while they were groundbreaking and phenomenal, and we needed them. Um, they don't hold up as well as some of the 16-bit and up games. Best example being, of course, Metroid. Um, it was amazing and groundbreaking and changed a lot of different things, but I would go back and play Zero Mission now. I would never go back and play the NES version. So uh, when I was telling everybody about Castlevania and everybody's making fun of me that I never liked it, they said, you need to play Symphony of the Night. This is, like, one of the best. you got to go back. So the first thing I did... Because uh, I want, being the stupid nerd that I am, I wanted to try all the different ways to play it. So I popped the original disc into a PS3, and it looked like garbage. Didn't matter what I set it to, didn't matter, you know, 720, 1080, whatever. It was really, really, really disappointing. So then I downloaded the PlayStation Network download of it, and it looked way better. To the point where I would say that if you only own a PS3 and you don't own like an open source scan converter or anything else, it's a perfectly good way to play the game. But if you already do own the open source scan converter, I would actually say go buy a PS1 for 20 bucks or whatever cuz it's that much of a difference. Um you know, I was telling Zach before we started the stream that when I first turned on my OSSC I didn't realize it, but I'm playing through the game, and uh, my buddy Carsey, i got to put a link to him down below, he helped me transfer the file from the PS3 to the PS1 memory card, which was super easy. So I picked up right where I left off, and I immediately was blown away at how much better it looked on original hardware through the uh, open-source scan converter. And then I realized the OSSC was only on 3X mode. So when I turned it up to 5X, it was that much better on top of it. So, uh, yeah, definitely... If you're going to play on a flat screen, original hardware through the OSSC. And, of course, I, I played a bit on the BVM, which, in my opinion, for all these games with the, you know, the, the jagged edges, just looks phenomenal on CRTs. So that is obviously the preferred way. But um, I, I, I also remember, like, what they made one for Xbox Live Arcade. They made a port. I, don't, I have no idea how they looked. I just remember that, that that's an outlier for out Xbox there. For Xbox 360? Uh, yeah. I wish I'd known. I would have tried that one. Yeah. I wonder if it's any better. I just want to say something, and you're totally entitled to your dumb fucking opinion, but I, do, I would just like to say, I think your opinion, being that it is your own, is probably like the 2% of people in terms of their own perception of this. Saying that the original games, as groundbreaking as they are, are dated is akin to somebody saying, well, now that Mega Man X has come out, I'll never go back and play Mega Man, uh, Mega Man 1 through 6 on the NES because they're so in incredibly antiquated. I don't feel like those, those Castlevania games are antiquated and shouldn't be revisited just because there are newer installments. I think the sort of the, the paradigm of the gameplay may have changed, but I think those games are still, uh, with the exception of Simon's Quest, Castlevania 1 and Castlevania 3 are fucking outstanding. 
How dare you? I got to admit, when you said you disagreed, I was about to. I thought you were about to talk about the hardware on how we played it. I'm like, oh no, motherfucker! I will go. Like I will. Uh, I will screenshot the shit out of these. No, I think you're right, and that is a hundred percent just my stupid opinion. And there are lots of games like Ducktales for NES is amazing. I still love Mega Man One and Two, and you're totally right. I'm, I wouldn't stop playing that because Mega Man X is out, or even Wily Wars, the the redid version of that. Um, I just think that certain games, and Metroid is definitely where I'm I'm holding steady on this opinion. If you that. go play the game yeah. mechanics of the original Metroid versus Zero Mission, like way way better. Yeah. Okay. That, I'll I'll uh, I'll yield to that, but. Uh... I don't know. I think that those games, in my opinion, uh, Castlevania 1 through 3 have aged tremendously well in their art direction, in their gameplay, in their beautiful knockback. Um, I, I think those games should absolutely be enjoyed or at least sampled by people um, uh, in their original incarnations. I think even today, as antiquated as they may seem, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of challenge and fun difficulty uh, still presented through at least those two titles. In my, my uh, I have a friend who just got into Castlevania for the first time. I mean, he's had Nintendo and all these old games. You know, grew up same year as me. Uh, never really played Castlevania and just recently got really into it and you know played through Castlevania one and three and absolutely loves it. Really? Um, yep. So maybe then my my dumb opinion on this has nothing to do with how well the game's aged, and it's just simply that I'm not really into that type of game. Because I also it played it on be. the Turbo Graphics, the Rondo of Blood, and first of all, I was blown away at how good it looked. The music was amazing. Uh, it looked freaking incredible. But in my opinion, I got an hour into it, and it was walk right, hit some candles, walk diagonally left up the stairs, walk right again, hit some candles. Hey, there's a boss. I can't really figure out the boss's pattern, so I just whip and run and whip and run. Level two, walk right, walk diagonally left. So that's that's probably, I just, maybe I'm just not into that, that type of game, but um, that is not at all how I felt when I started playing this Castlevania, uh, the Symphony of the Night for PS1. The first thing I noticed is that it did that very stereotypical of the early 90s thing where, you know, the opening took forever. Just like in Super Metroid, one of my favorite games of all times. You gotta sit through a lot. There's a useless boss battle that doesn't matter, just like Ridley in the beginning of Super Metroid. Oh, by the way, I should just say that there's gonna be a shitload of spoilers here. So let's just let that be warning to everybody watching. That's okay, Bob. I, I, I think you're the only one who is. I think so finally too. play this game. <laughs> I think so too, but that's exactly why I wanted to do this because so yeah. often my opinions are based on things I've replayed, and this is all fresh. Um, so, like the, the the actual game mechanics, the jumping, the way you hit things, uh, I, there's no complaints about that. But it took a little getting used to, especially how certain weapons, uh, you know, worked different than others. I thought that was a, a huge win. Um, I loved the map system in it. I, you know, it's you don't have to guess. You could kind of see where you're going, and um, you know. But there's a few things that I didn't understand right from the beginning, and I accidentally stumbled across that metal glove right in the tower in the beginning, which was uh, really powerful for a weapon at the early part of the game. And uh, it, it changed I know what you're talking about everything. the, jewel, the yeah. jewel knuckles. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But basically. Yeah. Um, in every weapon I got after that for like the next hour, when I went to equip it, it was less powerful than that. So I yeah. just I went around punching everybody in the face for the the whole couple of things, and that's that's the first thing that I got disappointed about in this game is on a game like Super Metroid, every time you got a weapon, it was more powerful than the last, or in the case of the ice beam, it kind of got on my nerves, but it had a very specific use, and you could disable it if you didn't like it. So. What are you guys' thoughts on the weapon? I I like uh, the fact that there's all sorts of crazy things you can get and all these drops. And, and that's actually, like, the real uh, essence of the game is that they merged Castlevania lore and side-scrolling and all that with JRPG elements. And I just think that you're just not a general fan of that type of system where you have choice of all these little different things and hey maybe you want to just have fun and 
throw these knives instead of doing tons of damage with your fist. And that's up to the player to decide what they want to do. But it sounds like you, you want a more structured, like, hey, this is useful. So this is the only thing you should get at this point in the game. And there you, you go and you have it. Um, I think it's a totally different style of, of game they were, they're trying to do here. I think that the style of game that uh, Symphony, Symphony of the Night became, a lot of people say, a lot of people said that it's this Metroidvania where it's just as much about, it's, it's a game that's as equally about, uh, equally about exploration than it is about actual uh, hand-to-hand combating. I don't think so. I think this formula, Konami, you know, this, this whole uh, exploratory, exploratory uh, formula Konami was working on uh, in the mid 1980s, uh, with with uh, a much older Castlevania title, uh, Vampire Killer for the MSX. Th- that game um, is exactly the same architecture as Symphony Symphony of the Night. Only Symphony of the Night is just you know it was modernized for you know the 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 tail end of the 20th century. I, I think that what makes Symphony of the Night so appealing um, is what Steve said. The lore of Castlevania and sort of that whole um, universe was really intertwined into the gameplay, and I, I think that it just the, the lore is what really made Castlevania um, uh, Symphony of the Night a very deep experience, and all of the places you visited in this in this uh, tapestry of a castle. Uh, that's just my opinion. Put it in me. Next time. So um, I I actually agree with both of you. So, Steve, I think my complaints just might be that maybe this isn't the best style of game for me to play. And to move on to the next thing, Zach, that's actually the thing that I really enjoyed about this is that there were so many games that were fetch quests that, like, I always make fun of Skyward Sword, but, I mean, that was about as blatant as it gets. Like, okay, you know, the game could be over now, but we want you to go collect a bunch of things that really have nothing to do with nothing, and it'll take another four hours. Like, I don't feel at this point in the game, and I guess I should say that I'm, I think I'm at the end, but I haven't beat it yet. And at this point, I didn't feel that way. There was the very Super metroid times where I, I couldn't go any further. I found a boss I couldn't beat, and I just went, you know what, I got the bat. So let me just go back and fly to all the places I can't jump to. And then I did that and went back to the boss and beat him in, like, a minute. Uh, and it, which I think is a good thing, not a bad thing. Because, you know, you had to explore. You had to get sucked into it. And from that, I, and I loved the teleporting thing. I thought that was really cool. I didn't realize that was part of this game, and that's what everybody stole it from. <laughs> right. So, um the one thing, though, so the first half of the game, in the the castle, I guess you would call it, right? Um, I really liked everything that I found. There wasn't, it wasn't until yesterday where I swung by and met with uh, Carcinogen SGA, Carsey, one of the uh, great Twitch streamer, buddy of mine, and um, when we did the memory card swap, he's like, all right, let me just play it for a second and make sure it works, and he does the jump where you shoot straight up in the air, and then he re-equipped something else and, like, was able to do all this cool stuff and i immediately got pissed well actually my first my first response was holy shit this guy is so much better at video games than i'll ever be i mean he's a professional twitch streamer i should hope so but uh my next response was how would i have ever known to have done any of that and that brings me back to the only times that i cheated and looked it up where you have to buy the thing from the library to open the blue doors Definitely not clear about that the first time I found the thing in the library. And um, there was a few other things where, you, like, uh, the two rings to open the clock. Like, I would have never figured that out on my own. Uh, I did cheat for that one, but it was after I had already found the rings just because I went to all the different spots that I couldn't have gotten to before. Um, is it? Do you guys have memories of your first time playing it and the frustration? Did you have to, like go to school and cheat by talking to your friends? Was there a magazine or did you guys just figure all the shit out? I, I, I remember just eventually figuring it out. Like this was seemed pretty in line with games back when in the day when this came out, um, that whole two ring thing, I, I'm pretty sure you would have eventually figured it out. It's not that difficult to piece, piece that together. You got, uh, 
like little blank spaces missing on one piece of text and the other one, and then they line up and then they spell out exactly what you need to do. I don't think it was that difficult. As for the the other parts where you're saying like the different moves that you can do aren't always described. I actually like really like that part of the game where you accidentally do something and then you're trying to figure out what you did. Like you saw like you did like a special move and you're like, what the hell was that? I didn't know you could do that. And then you figure it out and you eventually learn these new undocumented moves. And then you're like, wait, if I could do a Hadouken with this sword and do this crazy rapid attack, what about all my other swords? And then you start equipping all your other swords. And I didn't you're trying... even know. Can you actually do that in this game? Yeah, with different weapons, there's few like different uh, moves you can do. Um, there's mainly like a Hadouken, and there's also like a kind of like a Guile Sonic Boom, but you don't have to hold down back for a few seconds, just back forward and attack. And usually those two uh, moves have some sort of effect on on some of the weapons. And I, I, I again, again with the spells, like I bet you the first time you like accidentally did Dark Metamorphosis, and you're like, what the hell was that? And you can go to your spell list, and it shows you how you did it. Um, I, I really like things like that. I thought it was, it was interesting in my opinion. I don't know. The the reasons that, you know, I I just have to say the reason Steve probably finds that so interesting is though he was able to do them by accident. Unfortunately, he's never been able to do those on command because, (laughs) because when he was over here, we spent, I don't know, probably four or five hours just trying to do this goofy ass (laughs) exploit. To get to a to get to a ledge, uh, and send me and we had no life. We had no uh, life uh, HP built up, so we were just exploiting the hell out of Dark Metamorphosis. But Steve no. had never put it in. No, no Soul Steel. I would always, I would pass the controller to you. I'm like, do the Soul Steel for me. I'm about to die. And I was literally like half asleep. I mean, I, I was fall asleep watching him. It was that beautiful, and I would just like put it in, and I'd hand it right back to him. And he's like, thanks a lot. So you know, but but to, to to your question though, back in the late '90s, my brother had this game and I really didn't. I watched him play it quite a bit uh, for hours and hours. But but you know, 20 plus years ago, it, it was um, it was a very deep game uh, from my perception, and it, it was a game that I I wouldn't go and personally visit myself uh, until uh, I mean truly play the game. Until it became available, really, uh, maybe in two, maybe two thousand two or two thousand three is when it really became uh, more appealing to me uh, when I was in high school or right when I was before getting into high school. So um, it, it was it was a later uh, I and I and it was a much later experience later experience for me, but. Just about everything um, I did, I didn't look up. The one thing I know I didn't look up, and again, it's a spoiler, are, you know, when you face a Richter, the Richter, um, in order to uh, defeat the Dark Priest Shaft, you have to collect something. I didn't cheat for that, but almost everything else, though, I feel like I did cheat. <laughs> I I got the game like right when it came out. Um, I remember Final Fantasy VII just came out, and uh, me and my brother played through that. And then like when this came out, I actually enjoyed this way more than Final Fantasy VII. And I was trying to convince people at school that that this was more enjoyable, and you know, it, I had no luck until I let them borrow the game. And then most of them agreed with me. They thought it was a fresh experience. Um, Cause it, it really, you know, there's Metroid, but this was, I had the Metroid elements of exploration, but everything else was kind of like unique in a side scrolling type adventure. Um, like the leveling up and the equipment that I was, that was my favorite part. I thought it was the most unique part of it was leveling up and equipment so you got those two basic jrpg elements in there that that made it the most interesting for me um and then it seems like this game is trying to be in a good way trying to be a cross between a side-scrolling adventure game and a role-playing game right it's like you know what it is it's 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 
it's a modern version of uh, a vampire killer for the MSX, which is exactly the same architecture, and it's like uh, it's like that game mixed with uh, what was the second Master System game? That was it was a Wonder Boy game, but it was a very exportable. Oh, like- yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I never played I, that one. I played the shit out of it. I know the name of it. I'm just having a brain dump. But at, at any rate, um, they, the, the people there's there's this consensus that. Konami really broke ground with Castlevania and did something really different. They really didn't. They did this 20 years before, but it was on a very it was on a very uh, sort of niche computer in in Japan, and nobody had exposure to that. But it, this is really an old Konami formula that would may, very well may even rival uh, Metroid uh, when it came out for the Famicom Disk System. So so I, I just think that it's important that that people realize that Konami's been doing this stuff. They did this. Decades before Symphony of the Night ever came out, and I just, I just think it's, uh, you know, it's amazing that they were able to take that beautiful art style and that, and that, then that they sort of made this tapestry of of Castlevania lore, and they, and they, and they, they meshed it into a brilliant gameplay, and and I think the gameplay is great, the RPG elements are great, but I think. What really sells Symphony of the Night for me, or all those things, but most prominently, was the art style and just sort of the the yeah. the, the ambiance of of all of the environments. I really it's kind of like Super Metroid for me, where you felt totally isolated, but you were like you know you were there. I kind of felt that way with Symphony of the Night, and also when you got the uh, familiars, like you know your little uh, your little fairy. Something you probably use a lot, Bob, or you know your other little. Yeah, or I didn't know how to, or I don't know how to use it, or something. Well, when you pick those up and you have like a, you have a, you have a companion with you. I thought that was brilliant too. I thought that was fantastic. Oh, like Clippy in Microsoft Office. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Uh, But you, you probably have them, Bob. But you have to go into your relics menu and turn them on. Okay, Um, I'm gonna mess with that then. uh, Because yeah, they're all in the regular castle you should have all the cards it's called like fairy card ghost card demon card back card right uh, but i mean i think this this is well i mean i don't think this is exactly why i wanted to talk this out um you know in a podcast style discussion because talking this out really made me realize that is that's kind of the genius of this game right is i am an adventure side-scrolling game fan where i like the open world exploration thing um, and I don't even know any of these role-playing elements exist, and I still enjoy the shit out of the game. So isn't that a massive win for them? Uh, I mean, if somebody that's just approaching it from my point of view still really enjoyed it like that, I mean, that's kind of awesome, right? Yeah, that's actually, I got a lot of uh, friends who would stay away from, like, the Final Fantasy turn-based uh, JRPG stuff. Yeah, I, like I, 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 yeah, I get them into this type of game and they all like it and they end up playing all the GBA ones and DS ones. So I have a, an opinion and maybe you guys will change my mind or maybe you'll just uh, blame me for it. But um, up until the point where, and once again, guys, spoilers, where uh, you meet and then have to beat, um, uh, <laughs> some, beat, beat. Uh, you have to go in and uh, you beat Richter. So it's the the end of the first half of the game, I guess you might call it. Um, overall, I would say that I loved it. I had a few little gripes. I had to look some shit up. Some things probably because I wasn't smart enough. Others because I didn't wasn't patient enough. Whatever. Excuse me. I get that. Overall, I, I could have just. I, I I mean, I, I would have walked away raving about it and saying, "I get it now." But now, it I, it almost felt like Konami. Or the developers went to Konami and said, what do you think? And they said, that's great, where's the other half? And they went back and went, alright, fucking, let's just turn the castle upside down and put a thousand more enemies in there. So, you feel like the inverted castle was just filler, Bob? Do I understand that correctly? It's starting, I haven't beaten the game yet, like I said, I'm pretty sure, I'm very close to beating it, but it's, I did not get that sense of wanting to explore, and so many of the rooms are jam-packed with enemies that are not fun to beat. So I end up flying as the bat over everything in almost the entire second half of the game. It's just, it's not a fun battle. Um, so that, do you have to beat all of the bosses in the second half in order to beat the game? Not all of them. You just need the uh, the Dracula parts, and certain ones have the Dracula parts. Yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, but so maybe I'm not as close to beating it as I think, actually. <laughs> you're never going to get. You're never going to beat anything, Bob. But what my question is is, how would you consider beating the game? Because there are a bazillion different ways. Okay. One can um, that is an excellent point. Um, and I guess the only reference that I could make because it's just my favorite game is. If you beat Super Metroid in 15 hours, you get the worst ending, but you have still completed the game. Um, so that I still would count that as beating Super Metroid. You don't need to uh, you don't need to beat it in under three hours to have to have actually completed the game. So I don't need the best ending. I don't need to find every secret. I don't need a hundred percent completion rate. I just want to feel like I saw the game from start to finish and then judge it based on that. Okay, I understand what you're saying. So I think you just need to fight the last boss. I mean, there's two different endings based on your percent complete. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's just like a little story thing. It doesn't affect like the fights at the end of the game. Uh, yeah. It's just it's just what happens after. And so if you, it doesn't sound like you're into a lot of the the whole Castlevania thing. Another another thing I really liked about this game. Sorry, I squeezed this in here. We had a lot of fan service. Like, you, you, when, if you played Castlevania 3, you're like, oh, man, I'm Alucard. I was this guy I was in Castlevania 3. And then, like, when when Maria talks to Alucard in the uh, chapel area, it's like, do you know Richter Belmont? There's like a little thought bubble, and she has a picture of Richter in her head. And it's and the then, best thing. Yeah, and then, yeah, because Alucard knows Trevor Belmont, so he has, like, a little 8-bit Trevor Belmont. Oh, the Belmont clan? Of course. And I just, like, little things like that. And then there's a boss in the Inverted Castle that has a throwback to Castlevania three as well. Um, so there's... And the Castlevania four bosses at the end of the game, those guys uh, make their appearance in there, you know, as the first boss in this game. It's just, like, little... Little things like that, uh, you're like, oh man, yeah, I love this part. Uh, I love these guys from back in the day. That, that's another like thing that makes Castlevania fans like this game, yeah, for sure. Um, One but, of the uh, frustrating things that just popped up on the screen now is um, the books in the library and the table and chairs. I would get so annoyed at how these inanimate objects would just end up whooping my ass. And I was always down to like, you know, 10 health power and then a table and chair would, you know, come up and whack me. <laughs> you know what I was so annoyed by when you get through the library and you go talk to the librarian to buy his wares? You know, he's sitting on that, he's sitting on his little thing, but... There's the to me, behind him. It looks like he can drop down. And it looked, you know, I tried so many different ways of, of getting into that and, and, and penetrating the librarian's rear, but I could never do it. And uh, I, I that 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 I just it was just a memory you brought up for me that always annoyed the the shit out of me. Well, you you use that jump and you just go, and he gives you a thumbs up, doesn't he? I can't remember. Yeah. I so think is you get, there you get anything like the... that I'm supposed to not forget to buy at the library, other than, of course, the thing that you have to buy to open the blue doors? That's the only thing you have to buy at the library, is the jewel of open. So what's the... all that other crap that's there? Is there any of it that's actually very useful and, you know... Um, There's some decent weapons, probably not anymore that you're in the inverted castle, Um, but they're... Uh... There's a cloak you can get that you can make it whatever color you want. Um, there's uh, you Is can there sell anything items. Anything that you could buy to replenish your hearts, because one of the things, all those bosses that were starting to really annoy me, because there was no pattern. It wasn't like in Super Metroid where you figured out to like get uh, get caught and then use the grappling to uh, electrocute them, or you know, like Krakomir where you have to just do the you know jump, run back, jump, run back. I couldn't. There was a bunch of bosses that I could not figure out any pattern at all. So I, what's the secret weapon that's just like the cross? Oh, that's really super cheesy. Like yeah. you can cheat the shit out of. Uh... Yes. yes. Um, you know, it depends. I forgot what it's called, but it's the one, you know, where you have it you have it as your Oh, and the one thing I got to add here, holding up and uh pressing, you know, like your your fire button in order to do that. I I accidentally fired that thing off so many times it annoyed me. And then, you know, you, you waste 100 hell or 100 hearts when you do it. But Oh, you you're using the holy cross. Yeah, I never use the holy cross. I'm more of a holy water guy, so I never run out of hearts. Well, the um, holy cross thing, you just um it, 
Yeah. If you aim correctly, you could annihilate the shit out of the bosses. So yeah, I would yeah. do. I got two hundred and something. So uh, in the upside down, a couple of the bosses that pissed me off, I'd run underneath them and do that twice in a row, and that would be it. But is there something you could buy a potion to replenish all hearts? So I can um, cheese out and just beat the bosses that way. <laughs> there's a item you could get called a heart refresh, but if I recall, there's only a few in the game. Um, there's an item you can buy at the shop. It's called the duplicator. It costs tons of money. The duplicator um, you get at the library? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Let me write this down. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I don't know when it shows up in the shop at the library, but. Uh, then you could use an infinite amount of anything that has like a quantity associated with it. Um, it lets you use an infinite amount of. What, but if you get, um, if you get, is it Alucard's <laughs> that you can get that with every step that you take, you recover MP? Isn't there? There's, I think there's something for MP. There's also a cloak that I think uh, damage that you take. Yeah, you get hearts. Yeah, I got that one. That one's helped a lot. That one. Uh, it used to be, you know, uh, imagine walking around in Super Metroid and trying to replenish your health by one one at a time. <laughs> like, that's what it felt like for the hearts until I got that cape, and then it, it was three or four times as fast to uh, to get all the hearts back. Now, Bob, just not to not to move on, not to move on beyond Castlevania something, not, but, but now that you've experienced this sort of gameplay, does does this, now that you've experienced this and you've got a taste of what sort of these games are, does this excite you for uh, the new uh, shit stain of the night game coming out by the same uh, same guy? Does it? So, are you excited uh, for that? I want to. I want to come back to that because that's what I wanted to to close on. Um, I just wanted before I before we get there because I, I definitely want to talk about that. Um, I'm uh, I've covered got to be got to be seventy five percent of the uh, the map of the upside down castle. I haven't beat all the bosses yet, but I'll go back. I'll try to buy the duplicator. Uh, somebody in the chat said so, it won't appear until after I beat the game, though, which sucks. Oh, okay. So I'll, I'll have to find, um, I'll have to find a way to just to to beat all the bosses, I guess. But um, I guess what else is there? Anything else to expect? Is there any other thoughts or something like that? Or you know, like if I could give a Breath of the Wild tip, I would say make sure to practice that shield dodge thing that you learn at the beginning of the game and then never use. <laughs> like you need that to beat the game. So like is there something like that in Symphony of the Night? The only thing I would suggest to you is, you know, you've, you kind of indicated that you're skipping over a lot of things that you're not interested in fighting. But having said that, I think it's important that you still farm and grind up your level so that you're strong enough, so that when you do get to the actual in-game content, that you uh, you can play it reasonably well and comfortably, and not struggle and want to throw the controller down. I think uh, I think you should uh, instead of being your main approach being to use the Holy Cross, I think you should uh, <clears throat> look through some of your weapons and try doing some special moves with them and see which one have really nice moves. I, I know there's some like weak seemingly weak weapons but their special move is really awesome um and i don't know uh i guess do you know how to do the soul steal um somebody in the chat was just talking about that too so um that's uh really useful for getting health and uh like zach pointed out earlier when i kept dying when trying to do that stupid exploit um i just wrote that down uh, as well soul steal yeah, um, you could just look it up, uh, what the command is to do it. Um, otherwise, back in the day, when you couldn't look it up, I think you could buy scrolls from the uh, librarian. That yep. They just put that that thing in your spell list on your in your menu. Uh, but once you do it the first time, it automatically goes in your spell list. That's like if you accidentally do it. This is what I was talking about earlier. With oh, the, oh, okay, okay. If you accidentally do a move, a spell, uh, and, and activate it, it'll show up in your spell list uh, so you can reference it later. Um, All right, good tips. So learn the soul steal. Um, the you know the duplicator is expensive and might not be able to get till I beat the game. Um, and then just uh, learn or like go through and read what I have in my item list. And maybe just look it up online and see which ones I could use to do other stuff. Yeah, I mean, you can look them up, or you could just, like, start equipping some stuff. Like, uh, the one thing is the shield rod. If you equip the shield rod with a shield, and you press your square and circle at the same time, you do a special move, and it changes on each shield you equip. So you could do some crazy power-ups. Hmm. Yep. 
Yeah, rod and shield. Yeah. This game is not only about exploitation, exploration, Bob, but it's also about experimentation. And knowing you, you're someone who's experimented a lot in your life. Um, you should really put that sort of in the focal point of your mind. Experiment with weapons. Try to do things that don't make sense. And more than likely, something cool is going to happen. Hmm. Like, right now, you should... Never mind. You should... <laughs> type ICUP. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, that would be cool. Yeah, you All should right. type CUP, Bob. That would be cool. So um, <laughs> probably tomorrow uh, I'm going to go into the office and try to finish the game on a D32 just because I'm a fucking nerd. Why not? Why wouldn't I want to do it that way? Um, we have a couple of those Bose desktop speakers, which for if there's an audio file in the chat, <laughs> I know Bose isn't the best, but I'm just saying it's not a junky piece of desktop speakers. It is at least better than a piece of crap thing. Um, but, uh, so I'm going to go try to finish it that way and really just enjoy the rest of the experience. Uh, overall though, complaints aside, I would definitely play this game again, which is more than I could say for a lot of the games that I've been playing. Um, I think the only games I've played in the past new games that I've played, um, would be uh, that I would love to replay is like Ori, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, as well as, uh, I actually bought, um... Uh, Axiom Verge on the Switch, and I just got one of these, so uh, I'll, that'll be the game that I play after this, and at some point, uh, especially if there's ever, like, a really, um, like, a really good uh, port of Symphony of the Night somewhere, then I'll, I'll definitely play it again, but if not, maybe I'll just uh, replay it a year from now on this, you know. Yeah, the Saturn, version, the Saturn version's what you want. It's what yeah. you should have the first go. Hey, man, don't knock the Saturn version. Yeah, the, the aspect ratio may be a little less skewed. Yeah, it may have some slowdown where it wasn't poorly coded. But listen, there was a lot of cool features with the Saturn version, and I personally love the Saturn version. Are you? I can't oh. tell if you're serious or not. I'm dead fucking serious. So maybe the next time mm. I play it, it's the Saturn version then, just for the fuck of it. Maybe. maybe I'll test test out the Sadiator, Sadiator. With uh, <laughs> with Symphony of the Night when that's released, I mean, there's more. There's you, you have you have a few more items. There are more areas. Um, you have Maria, which is okay, and Alucard. You can you can uh, or uh, Richter. You can be those guys right out of the gate. So if you, I, I guess, with sort of appealing to that and subsequent ports that do that now too. But with the Saturn version, if you didn't like the deep combat, I guess, if with Alucard and having all those uh, Japanese RPG elements, you could play as Richter. And really, it's an old school Castlevania game uh, with uh, with the theme of Symphony of the Night. Okay, so, so that's that will be. Um, I think you guys have just. Uh, I think you guys have just set the the, the future test in stone. Then, when uh, Professor Abrasive's Sadiator Sadiator comes out, that is how I'm going to be testing that. Mm -hmm. I will play Symphony of the Night on the Saturn on an RGB monitor. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good. There's. There's actually uh, one other thing I wanted to mention. Like, I don't think this game is a perfect game. I mean, I have do have some complaints about it. Uh, I think it's too easy, way too easy, in my opinion. Um, and I agree with you with the inverted thing, feels slapped on, but I don't think it's for the reason that you thought. I think it was more of like, hey, guys, we can give them even more playtime if we did this, not like... Oh, we need to add this. I think it's a different motive um, for them putting the inverted castle. Um, uh, it was a great way for them to double the game area with uh, a li little bit of effort. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention is this is the first game where I noticed uh, glitches while playing on PS2, well, actually any non-PS1 hardware. Um, this most notably for me is when, uh, in Ulrox's quarters, the moon in the sky gets all jumbled up in any non-original PS1 implementation that I've seen. I don't know. I just thought it was worth so mentioning. I wanted cause... to ask you guys about that because I've only now played it on the PS3 and the PS2. Um, tomorrow is going to be the first time I'm actually going to play it on a PS1. And the only thing I noticed was that, um, and maybe this could just be the room I was in, but um, once on the PS2 I got really bad slowdown in a room with a shitload of enemies. 
is that just because the, I was in a room with a shitload of enemies, or was it PS2 specific that that happened? I, if I had to guess, I think it was just shitload of enemies. I don't know. Yeah. I think okay. it's too many sprites on the screen. Yeah. Well, to go back to what you had started saying before, Zach, that's uh, that is actually something I was going to ask you guys anyway. Is where to go from here? Um, I know Woozle's going to be putting out his Game Boy Advance HDMI kit very soon. Um, and I, I think I would like, now that I've played this, I think I would like to use a Castlevania game to test it. Uh, I think I'm actually going to play through Zero Mission first, um, just to, to just to test. Uh, and then I'll beat that in a day, and then I'll go back and really sink into it. And what I've read about the three Game Boy Advance Castlevanias are... Uh, the first one was a lot longer than this one, but pretty good. More of a, a role-playing feel. The second one had god-awful music, and um, uh, actually, maybe maybe we could figure out some kind of MSU one-like audio replacement. But anyway, uh, I was also told it was way too easy. Um, that the whole game was almost, you know, it almost felt more like a, a playable story because people who aren't even great at video games could play through it without dying. Yeah. And then I heard that the third one was um, was. As if somebody had taken Symphony of the Night and made it even better. Like, it was just a perfect, you know, the perfect side-scrolling Castlevania. Is that the truth? Is that not the truth? What are you guys' thoughts on that? I don't have much experience with the Game Boy Advance games other than when Steve forced me to buy uh, Circle of Moon, uh, which was one of the best decisions ever made next to marriage and divorce. But um, the um, Circle of Moon is an outstanding, worthy successor to Symphony of the Night. It's all of the, it's almost all of the glory of Symphony of the Night, even the deepness in gameplay, but it's handheld. And to do that back in the early, like that's a launch title, is it not? Two thousand one. So. Yes. Game Boy Advance. To have that in the pocket of your pennies in two thousand and one, it's pretty amazing. So I think Circle of a Circle of Moon is a fantastic game. The other Game Boy Advance titles, I can't really comment on. The Nintendo DS titles, I can comment on. I, I, I really, other than the criticisms of, of, of the second uh, Game Boy Advance title, I, I mean, I've sampled them all. I, I don't think any of these games are bad games in any respect. So you uh, brought up the DS. Uh, that was my next question, is because in the, the one minute of Googling in my you know, middle of the night insomnia on my phone, the only things I found next was the three Game Boy Advance are there more side-scrolling Castlevania games? Is there? Are there yeah, there's three. There's three more for DS. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this, and, the same style of uh, it, Metroidvania. Type and it's thing. amazing because you've got the dual screen, so your top screen can be your whole map in real time, and your bottom screen is where the action is, or maybe, or vice versa. Can you uh, flip them? Aria of Sorrow. I, I can't remember if you can flip them. No. I don't. I don't think so, especially on the first one because they used a lot of touch elements. Yeah, you had to draw. Sy- you had to draw your symbols and runes and shit. But uh, I don't think you can on that one. But um, they're all amazing. I thought they were all really, really good. I've not beaten them all. Well, the reason I-, I was asking about swapping is because um, one of the things. Hold on, I want to. I don't want to pop this. Sorry, I don't want to pop a beer in everybody's ear. Um, the, one of the things that I have that I plan on holding on to is the Nitro DS uh, M, uh, capture box. So it's that blue box that allows you to play commercial DS games, and you could select the output. And one of the things uh, I was trying to rope you into, Zach, eventually was modding that thing so that you could, um, you basically take, I would take a DS and only have the bottom part, the bottom screen and the controls, and then connect it to this thing and then have the, the top screen output go out to an RGB monitor. So essentially, like you, you're playing on the screen, but when you need to look down, you're still holding the DS. I would love to play through one of the Castlevania games with that once it's all solved, just to have a pretty neat project for something. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I'm just no, kidding. No, no I, got, <laughs> I, I, I could give you my opinion on the follow-up games. Uh, I, I also agree the second Game Boy Advance one, I, I hated it. I, it was a chore for me to play through that. I, I don't think any of it was good. The music is especially bad, um, like everybody says, in the sound effects. I, if you have to play that, if you're in a torture chamber and they're going to 
go with between waterboarding and this go for the waterboarding but if they if that's all they have just play it with the sound off um because it's that bad um and like i i played the the third one the aria of sorrow and it's the most like symphony like when i first played it i'm like awesome this one's finally like as in depth with equipment as symphony is but then looking back i really like circle of the moon uh that's why i made it zach buy it um it, it has this really for somebody who's likes classic castlevania you're a whip wielder in that one um which i like better in in my opinion and also it has this really arcadey feel to it where you're it kind of like mixes Mega Man x elements into because you're dashing you're jumping off walls um and you're just you're doing all this fast movements uh that i just for me is way more fun and the music in it is i think the best out of the the three uh in that for game boy advance because it remixes a lot of classic music and it's got some really nice original ones as well mm-hmm. so somebody in the chat just brought something up and i'm glad because i i had completely forgotten to talk about this they mentioned why not play it on the wii u and i played through new super mario brothers on the wii u and the lag was awful I ended up having to take the Wii U into the other room and hooking it up to an RGB monitor and component and played through in 480p that way. And at the time, I had a Panasonic Plasma in, you know, variable lag, but averaging two frames, which is not terrible at all. So whatever it is, whatever the lag is on the Wii U for a DS game, it's got to be bad for me to have noticed it. I mean, it, it made some of the levels in New Super Mario Brothers unplayable. And then as soon as I stuck it on a BVM... Now, there's no added lag, so I'm assuming maybe there's three frames of lag on the DS emulator on the Wii U, um, but I would have liked to have done that. That would have been a perfect solution, because the big-ass Wii U controller and everything. But, uh, yeah, have you guys messed with that at all? No, Bob. <laughs> I don't have a Wii U. Uh, I'm really behind. It's so fucking funny when I mention stuff like that, because everybody's like, why would I fucking play the Wii U? But that thing had so much potential, and... Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I just haven't been keeping up to date with games at all. Okay, yeah. So Me either. is that pretty much it then? We've covered that I should uh, go with the Game Boy Advance games afterwards and then uh, start with the third one and go from there and then try for the DS games after that. I think you should go... I, the the. The wonderful thing about playing Castlevania games, uh, especially the, the the DS and the Game Boy Advance titles, is the, chron- the the chronology is irrelevant. Try them in any order that you'd like them uh, to. Yeah. Uh, there is no sort of well, there is some sort there is story continuity in a sense, but you're not missing or spoiling anything for yourself if you play the third Game Boy title uh, first and then the first Game Boy ta- title last. Um, yeah. Gee, the only thing is that the third Game Boy title and the first DS title are in order. Right. That's true. That's that's so, it. Everything else out of all six of those, besides those two, or don't matter. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Yep. But that's pretty much it. I mean, it's a wonderful franchise. Uh, you know, the the first games to me, I still I still hold them uh, in very high uh, accolade. Uh, uh, Symphony of the Night was. Um, a beautiful game and it lent itself to really what, what I think Castlevania symphony tonight did the best was it. That game style was proven with symphony of the night and it lent itself to the last place I ever thought it would, which was the sort of the, 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 the handheld platform and thank God for symphony of the night, because you I mean that game really allowed some very deep games come to life on on handheld systems i i just uh um winner winner all across boys winner all across hmm. well i guess my uh i haven't beat it yet but as of now my final <laughs> conclusion on this is uh I, I really enjoyed it um i understand now i truly grasp why people use the name metroidvania it still makes me cringe because it's still that combining two names fucking you know benefer thing to do I got to think of something for you and Stee. Would you be Z? Would you be Stack? 
Bar? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's all that stuff's vomit worthy to me, but it is absolutely worthy of the name. I love that keyhole transport thing. I thought that was really ingenious, and uh, I didn't realize that this is where it stemmed from. Um, I do feel like because it was one of the first to do that, I, I don't want to use the word overrated, but I do mm-hmm. think it gets a lot of hype that uh, is not fair for something that was one of the first of its kind, you know, the first to put everything together like this. Um, right. But I was honestly expecting to not like it. I didn't think it was going to live up to the hype. I thought it was going to be one of those games that you know took forever, and uh, I, I'm very pleased with it overall. So That's uh, what matters to me, Bob. It might not, not might not be the best game, but it's enjoyable. I think uh, over a wide audience, I think it's enjoyable. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for talking this out with me. I'm really glad we did this because it. Uh, I feel like anybody who's played this game might, you know, if maybe they like to hear our opinions, they'd probably like to watch this. But I feel like any retro gamer that hasn't played this game yet might benefit from hearing this and understand what they're getting into. Uh, I think if I had listened to this before I'd started playing it, I probably would have, uh, I would have approached it a lot differently, and I might have had a hell of a lot more fun with the combining weapons and messing around with stuff like that. So, yeah, I think you, I think you probably would have flipped the table from all the spoilers. This is also true. This is also true. So, um, uh, apparently, uh, a good name for you guys would be Steetar. Yeah, that's fine. Steetar. I like that. I like that. Steetar. All right. So, uh, so. Bobby can we add a, add a Can we add a D to the end of that? Steetard. I actually like. I like. I like. Uh, Steech. Steech better. Yeah. Try. Good luck pronouncing that properly. I know that's the whole point. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a Saved by the Bell character. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if Zack and Screech from Saved by the Bell, yeah, that'd be perfect. perfect. Okay. Alright, guys. Well, thank you very much for doing this. Uh, thank you, everybody at uh, that participated in the chat. Really, It was really a last-minute thing, so uh, really happy that we did all this, and uh, I will not forget to save it this time. So, uh, Take care, and we'll see you guys in 2018, I guess. All right, guys, we'll see you next year.